I'm Gina Livy, and welcome to my podcast. That's not just about weight loss. It's about losing your weight in a way where you never have to look back. I'm going to talk in finally and forever. The podcast itself is a collection of Facebook Lives for my 91-day weight loss program that if you're following along, it's going to give you great insight and information on maximizing your efforts. We also include amazing guest interviews where we're not afraid to have real conversations and break it down. And of course, I'll be weighing in on a variety of topics. I mean, anything and everything weight loss related. The podcast itself is hosted on Acast, but it's available on all platforms like the one you're listening to right now, Spotify, Apple, and also Amazon Music. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The program winding down week two. Week two. So this week all about consistency and maximizing. That conversation is going to carry over week to week to week. Obviously, it's really important to be consistent about the things that you are doing. Also, maximizing. It's a great conversation uh, at the beginning of each new week and especially each new tweak because we're actually going to start making changes to the food plan. As you progress, it's a great idea to pull out that maximizing post and go through all the things that you can do. Now, that maximizing post is is not about stressing you out. It's not about putting pressure on you. It's not about a set of rules or things that you have to do. It's a whole list of things that you can do to feel like you are in control of actually making change and losing this fucking weight already. That's what that post is all about. It's like if you have health issues, not only can you work hand in hand with your doctor, but there's a lot of other things that you can do. Focus on getting better sleep, managing your stress, moving your body. There are so many things that you can do not only to be proactive with your weight loss goals, but also your health and wellness in general. I think that's really exciting. I'm one of those people, you know, when someone says, let's do this, I come up with, you know, a a million reasons you know, why we should do it and how we can do it as opposed to why it can't be done or why it's going to be hard. And, you know, there is no science of all the science and sciencing that we do. There is no science to suggest that you can't lose this weight. If your body is carrying excess fat, there's no reason why you won't be able to lose it. It's just a lot of things make it difficult and hard, including life getting in your way, health issues that you might have, you know, um, habits that you've created for yourself, past traumas that you've been through. There's a lot of things that make weight loss really hard. But there are also a lot of things that you can do about it. So we're going to keep that maximizing conversation going um, I to the point where you say, you know, I'm not losing weight. What, what what am I doing? What can I do? I want you to tell me what are you doing? What can you do? Because I want to educate you to know all the things that you can do to be as proactive as possible. So that's what that post is about. So if you're reading that maximizing post and you're getting stressed about it, Change the way you're thinking about it. It's just, it's just, uh, it's just a, a tool to help you look for areas of opportunities, things that you can focus on that can make a big difference. Sometimes, you know, sometimes, like for example, water, and, and this is not a water program, right? Like you don't have to drink excessive amounts of water. It is important for basic health uh, to be high, properly hydrated, and everyone's a little different. So studies show Harvard, uh, Cleveland Clinic, you know, the the who's who of the study world have decided that two and a half to three and a half liters is what you need for basic body function. Now, you may be taller, you may be shorter, um, you may have, you know, 200 pounds to lose where someone else has 20 pounds to lose. So obviously, everyone's a little different in how much they need. And you want to make sure you are drinking enough for your individual need. But some people are restricted in the amount of water that they can drink for whatever reason. So I don't want anyone thinking, well, I can't, I can't drink what is recommended because, you know, I have this issue or that issue. Well, that's okay. That's just one part of the equation. So what you can do is help manage your stress, get better sleep. Do you know what I mean? Move your body, make an extra effort to make your food choices nutrient rich. Like there's so many other things that you can do. Maybe you can't move your body. Maybe you're restricted for whatever reason. You've just had hip surgery or something like that. 
So obviously you're not going to be able to move your body as well as someone else is able to move their body. But that's okay because there are other things that you can do. So I hope that you look at that maximizing post and this it makes you hopeful that there are things that you can do. Now, maybe you don't have the capacity to do some of the things. That's okay too. As long as you're showing up to do as much as you can do, you're going to get there. You're going to get there. Um, all right. Let me see. I haven't been doing my best lately. So I pulled myself together and finally decided to face the scale. It says LO. All good. I think I prefer when the batteries die. The scale is interesting, eh? Because only you know the number. It's, it's not like, it's not like you jump on your scale and the number gets triggered and goes out to everyone's phone and be like, Gina woke up today. This is her weight. It's really interesting because only we know that number. I think the scale and so many people I know are terrified uh, to get on the scale. And I, because I know that you've been through traumatic experiences, especially when it comes to your weight, right? Like in your weight loss journey, like I really get that. I also believe that you have to work through the things that you need to work through in order to get to the other side of them. And one of the reasons why weight loss is so difficult is because of the issues and associations we have in and around food and our, 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 our weight loss journey, our dieting history, um, our habits and triggers, our past beliefs and traumas, right? Like there's, there's a lot of that. And so getting on the scale is like, it just reminds you every day and helps to bring up those things. And now if you're not ready to deal with those things, that's okay too. There's a lot you can still do to be proactive about losing weight. But at some point, you have to recognize you're going to have to work through some of those things. Like when I work with past clients, they're like, I don't want to get on the scale. I'm like, why? And they're like, well, because I, I feel horrible when I get on it. And, you know, if I don't lose, I'm like, well, why? Because you're doing the thing that like, you, you can only do what you can do. And if you're doing the things that you need to do, then you should feel really good about that because eventually you're going to lose the weight. They're like, yeah, but I'm just so disappointed if I get on the scale and it's not down and I'm doing all these things. And I'm like, well, that's because you're using the scale as a measure of success. And that's, it's not a great measure of success. And you're also using it as a measure of your worth, you know, and, and, and you're, and you're actually letting the scale dictate how you feel when it's really just a hunk of metal to be used as a tool. And so that shows you that you have issues that you're going to need to work through and address. So in that way, I love the scale. Um, we once, <laughs> changing your batteries is a real thing though. We once had a member who throughout the whole program was like, I don't get it. I'm doing all the things. My weight isn't dropping. And of course we go through all the things to try to help our members. Like we will help you. You can ask a hundred questions a day. We're going to help you try to figure out what's going on, what you need to do. Still way too early in the program and process right now to decide if things are working or not working. Like you got, you got to give it another few weeks. But man, she was like, I don't know. I've gone to the doctor. I've done my test. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I noticed my body changing. I'm like, are you noticing your body change? She's like, yeah, I'm really noticing my body change. I'm changing dress sizes. Like I'm noticing that, but the scale isn't moving. Anyway, fast forward three months, the entire program. One day she pops into the group and she says, you'll never guess. I'm like, you'll never guess what? She's like, I went and changed the batteries on my scale and now I'm down 14 pounds. And we were all just like, oh my God. Cause we actually, when we have someone who's struggling, even though we have 31,000 people in the group, we have a big team of people in here helping and we actually really care. So when people are struggling, we'll have little chats about it. We'll be like, what's going on with this person? I can go back and track all the comments and answers that you've received and try to figure out. I'll do that quite often. If someone is like, you know, I'm having a hard time with this or this isn't working. I'll go back and try to read all the all the questions they've asked before, like along the way to receive the answers to try to figure out what's going because I don't know anything about you. So I got to figure out what's going on with you. And I need a fair bit amount of information to make any kind of assessment and help guide you. So a lot of times I'll go back and track. But yeah, make sure that you um, <laughs> make sure you check the batteries on your scale. Oh, my goodness. Uh, thank you for being so honest and so real. I, f I finally realized that I used to make all these excuses for not finishing a diet program. I found this holistic plan just makes sense. Uh, 0.6 pounds down and I can't wait to follow through until the end. Yeah, I, you know, I'm trying to, I've learned a lot by helping people lose weight over the last 30 years. I'm just, I'm 50 now. I've been doing this. Um, I've been doing this for a long time to really see the evolution of the diet industry. Cause I, I was like a massive Oprah fan, right? And she was always dieting. And she'd always bring on these experts because you have to remember, you go back 30 years, that's like 
internet wasn't really a thing. Like you couldn't, I couldn't just pop on the internet and Google and ask a question. It wasn't a thing. So, so through my research, you know, I'm going to the library. I'm going through like, you know, um, journals. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And, and it wasn't a popular topic to talk about food, how it processed through your body, how your body worked. That's why I love today's Science Saturday post on the basics of digestion. So we're, we have a lot of great science posts. You will find that I super generalize a lot, a super generalize a lot. So I was just on some, <laughs> there's this girl. Oh my God. She hates me. I'm not going to name names because we got to just focus on what we need to do. And I'm, I'm not going to, I don't want to sidetrack the conversation or get anyone involved, but there's this girl. Um, and she's a dietitian. Man, she fucking hates my guts. I don't know what it is. Um, but she makes a lot of money off of, um, off of like, uh, off of clickbait, right? So she, she writes outrageous things about popular diet. Doesn't actually help anybody. Like, doesn't offer her own advice or anything. She just spends all of her time, um, saying these outrageous things. And one of my, one of our members brought, brought it to my attention. I'm like, ah, oh, I used to love her, but now she's really slamming your program. I used to follow her too. She, she makes great, uh, sandwiches and salads and whatnot. Um, but I found that she was really, really, really super negative. And um, so, <laughs> anyway, so she was slamming my program. And here's the thing. Like, all I care about is you guys being successful. So I, I generalize a lot. So, for example, we talk about how when you lose weight, you lose it through when you pee, you poo, you breathe and you sweat, which is but it's not like you're it's not like you're like releasing fat globules through your sweat glands and your it's a whole metabolic process that happens. Um, and so I love our conversations with Dr. Pfeiffer. Um, and, uh, we talk about how you're actually what actually happened. And so when you breathe, you're, you're, you're losing about a half a liter of water. I talked about this yesterday. So my point is, is that we do sort of generalize a lot for the sake of just ha like really making it digestible. Like I could use a bunch of fancy terms in science, but at the end of the day, I'm not here to try to prove what I know. So I just like to generalize about the things that I'm talking about. Obviously, you don't just pee and you poo and you breathe your sweat out like globules of fat are coming out your armpits. There's a whole metabolic process behind it. So in in um, same thing with with all of our, uh, you know, everything else that we talk about when we talk about hormones, we talk about detox, for example. So, you know, I use that term very, you know, loosely. So the science posts are really great because that is where we dive into the science and sort of explain things on a deeper, more scientific level. So it's, it's, I think it's imperative that because you are trying to be so in tune with your body's needs that you actually understand your body a bit more. And so, um, the last week I think was on set point theory, which is the basis of the program, lowering your set point, uh, how it absolutely is possible, but it's also very difficult because people try to do that with a quick fix and that's not possible. Um, this week is all about the, um, the basics of digestion. We're going to talk about hormones. We're going to talk about fat itself. We're going to talk specifically about how your body releases fat. Um, so all of this is not only available week to week to week in the actual program itself, but also available in the app and then also in the back of the book. So if you go into the back of the book. So, you know, sometimes really kind of understanding all the different, like, Everything that goes into weight loss, I'm a big fan of the deeper level of understanding. This is why I love questions. This is why I'm saying, like, ask a million questions, because I'm the kind of person who has, has to ask a million questions. Sometimes I'm a little slow to pick up on some things, but then when I like when I have it, look out, right? Um, so really kind of try to like, thank you for being honest, being so real. I finally realized that I used to make all these excuses for not finishing a program because you probably didn't know. You were just taught where you were taught, right? You were taught like when the scale goes up, you've actually gained weight. That's really depressing, not motivating. You were taught that when you were on a plateau, it meant things weren't working for you. That's depressing. That's not motivating you. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know if it was excuses that you used to not follow through on a diet or that you just recognized that the diets that you were doing weren't working for you. And then with this program, a lot of times what people don't finish is that they, one, don't have the capacity right? Or or two, they don't want to work through the things that they're not ready. Not that they don't want to, they're not, they're not ready to work through some of the big fields. One of my favorite, I met some ladies at the nail salon. Hi, ladies. Hello. Uh, yesterday, I met, the, met some ladies at the hair salon. And one of them was talking about how she did a couple programs and didn't follow through and finish, but then also talked about all the things in her life that she was dealing with at the time. And I'm like, oh my God. You know, and she's back. And I said to her, like, it's my favorite. Someone asked me the other day on Instagram, what's your favorite success story? 
And I, there's so many. There's, there's just way too many to list. But my favorite type of success story is not the person who crushes the program and, you know, loses their weight super fast. It's, it's the person who really struggled and didn't give up on themselves and, you know, just kept, you know, showing up. And, you know, maybe they didn't follow through on one program, but they came back and, you know what I mean? And then recognized why they didn't follow through on the program. And, you know, we have so many amazing stories like that where people just keep coming back. Someone's saying, thank you for wearing orange today. So yes, I'm wearing orange today. It's, um, it's a bit of a day for us here in Canada over the last couple of years, just kind of recognizing and realizing how we have been mistreating our Indigenous people. And so today is a Truth and Reconciliation Day. So I am wearing my orange in support of that. So thank you for noticing. Thank you for noticing. Um, there was a comment here that I wanted to read. Someone was confused about carbohydrates. Let me just kind of have a couple of different setups here going on. Let me just see if I can find this comment. You guys should see my whole setup here. It's just insane. Uh, I'm confused about the recommendation to have heavier carbs, i.e. sweet potatoes, yams, potatoes at lunch rather than dinner. Since the fall here is we can not add these to soups and stews. Along, what? Since the fall is here, can we not add these to soups and stews along with other veggies and eat for dinner? So, so. At nighttime, right? Like think about how often you're eating and your body's energy expenditure and how active you are or are not at dinner time, right? So there's many variables to this. First of all, we don't have rules, right? We have guidelines. So if you exercise at night, you definitely add some potatoes or heavier carbs because you will probably need them. But you know, like if you have joined a soccer league and you're playing soccer at nine o'clock at night, right? Like most people though, after dinner are not doing anything. And then as soon as it gets dark outside, your body starts pumping melatonin through your system to, as a message, to wind your body down to get, to get it ready for sleep. And so the reason why you don't want to have heavier carbs or eat after dinner is because you simply don't need them or, or shouldn't. And not in general, but because you are starting your day with breakfast and then you are having a snack and then you are having lunch and then you are having another snack, another snack and then dinner. So dinner should really just kind of top up your day not give you energy to kind of you do the things you need to do. So you eat dinner, let's say at six o'clock at night. By the time those potatoes break down in your system, you're talking like you're talking eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. So unless you are going to be super active at nine o'clock at night, you don't really need them. And so not that, that, listen, it's not that you can't add them in if you want them. It's just that you really don't need them at that time. The lunch is the better time to add in those heavier carbs, obviously, where your body can break them down and you can utilize energy from them. You are eating carbohydrate foods for energy. That's the purpose of them, right? Protein has a different function. Fat has another function right? So you are specifically eating those types of foods because they are energy foods in order to replenish your glycogen stores so you have energy to use, right? So that's the most simplistic explanation of why we suggest that you have them at lunch. Now, you have to also understand there's a rhyme and a reason to everything that we're doing. Like if, if, if first of all, Thanksgiving, you want to eat your potatoes and your stuffing and your whatever, have at her. Indulging on Thanksgiving isn't, you know, isn't like any suggestions for Thanksgiving. Have what you want to have for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is not what indulging at Thanksgiving is not why your body's storing a bunch of excess fat. It's not it. Eating Halloween candy on Halloween, eating chocolate on Valentine's Day, eating turkey and stuffing and pumpkin pie. You know, that's not why your body's feeling you need to store fat, right? Like it's not. So if you want to have Thanksgiving, have Thanksgiving, whatever you want at Thanksgiving. Do you know what I mean? I, I honestly wouldn't stress about that. Um, what we're going to get in tune with as we start to move forward, we're going to start this next week is actually being in tune to our portion sizes. You know, so, so carbohydrates, especially carbohydrates, like you're mentioning here, like, like sweet potatoes, yams, um, and whatnot, squashes, they don't cause you to gain weight. Those aren't, those aren't food like breads, pastas. Yes. Those types of processed foods, unfortunately. And, you know, people will say what's really interesting is there's a new science about that. So there is something to be said. Everyone always says, well, people in Europe eat pasta. It's not the same kind of pasta. Like they're eating fresh pasta. It is absolutely not the same type of pasta that we're buying here in our little boxes in Canada or where not that they're eating over in Italy, for example. It's just, it's not the same kind of pasta. People always use that excuse. Well, so if, you know, if, if eating these types of foods don't cause weight gain, why do people in Europe, they don't have weight issues? Well, they used to. Now they're starting to because processed foods are, are creeping back in, but it's not the same thing. 
But in general, you you should be able to lose your weight in a healthy, sustainable way and have pasta and have pizza and not gain weight. So for the most part, they don't cause you to gain weight, even those types of foods. Obviously, overeating them in abundance can add up, but carbohydrates aren't causing you to 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 gain weight. So these are all really great nutrient-rich foods. It's just that at lunch is the place for them. It makes the most sense for them so your body can break down the nutrients and you can utilize the energy from them. But so two totally different things. That's why we suggest them at lunch rather than at dinner. Now, there is a week coming up where we're going to put the emphasis on protein and at dinner, your carbohydrates are more of your focus. So it's just suggested that you add those types of heavier carbs at lunch. But when it comes to Thanksgiving, you just enjoy your Thanksgiving. You know, I would, you know, it's not, do you know what I mean? Like your, your, your potatoes at Thanksgiving aren't, aren't, aren't the problem. So aren't the problem. Uh, I find it interesting that the scale goes up and down daily. It was, it was a lesson learned for me how much it does fluctuate. I'm also surprised that you can lose 0.6 or 0.8 and it all adds up. Yeah, it's amazing how all those little bits add up. So some people will lose in larger chunks. They'll be like, oh my God, I lost three pounds in one day. They didn't lose three pounds in one day, right? That's been an accumulation over a couple of days where chances are their body was retaining water or maybe their weight was up for other reasons, like they were working out or they weren't sleeping or whatever that might've been. And it wasn't until maybe they got better sleep till their body felt less sore that aligned with their scale showing three pounds down. So, you know, if you woke up today and the scale was down three pounds, it didn't happen overnight, right? And But sometimes people perceive that. And then other people are like, oh my God, you're losing like three pounds in one day and I'm just using these little bits along the way. They were also losing little bits along the way, but chances are for other reasons, their scale was up simultaneously. So it wasn't showing the little bits along the way. Um, so that's what's happening. But those little bits make a, make, they add up, man. It's a, it is a mind blowing how all the things that you are doing will add up and make a big difference at the, it's really all about being here at the end too, because this, this whole program is based on momentum, right? Like really building on where you are at, what you are learning, not just physically, but mentally helping your body be as, as healthy as possible. It actually gets easier as you go, not harder. So, you know, you've followed other diets. They get harder as you go because you have to eat even less, exercise even more and all of those things. But this process, it actually gets easier as you go, which is really cool. Also, I know it's hard to understand when you're new, but what you eat, when to eat is going to change and evolve. The whole point is getting in tune with your body so that once you are done losing your weight, you're going to be able to easily sustain and maintain it. And you can't, these are things you can't accomplish by counting and weighing and measuring your foods. You need to be in tune. So when your body tells you when to eat, what to eat and how much to eat, you're in tune to that. And then you can really trust that, right? Like that's, so it's how everything is kind of building up along the way. At the end of the program, you, you're going to be, you're going to be checking in at every single meal and snack time, assessing your situation. Am I hungry? Do I need to eat? Should I eat? Cause you know, a long period of time has gone by without eating. Um, and this is sort of, and what to eat? What am I, you know, what, what's appealing to me right now? What, what does my body need? So this is what we're going to teach you. And so every day is going to look a little different. Now, still the focus is abs- the focus is still on weight loss. It's just that by the end of the program, we're teaching you how to be even more in tune to your body's needs. And beyond that, teaching you how to be in tune to your body's needs so that once you're done losing weight, you just wake up, look good, feel good, go about your day. So you are going to have some days you may have noticed already where you're super hungry. Like you're literally hungry every five seconds. You need all the meals, all the snacks, bonus snacks, all of it. You're eating all of it. And then you'll have a day where you're like, I'm not even hungry. So next week, week three is super cool week, our week of mindfulness. It's so important because it's like it's like step one of being in tune. Right. So if you are a returning member, you should already be asking those four questions, already like stepping it up in terms of your mindfulness game. And then we do this um, week called downsizing, where we actually start to mess with our portions and eating slightly less than what we've been used to. And I don't want to get into that yet. You definitely don't want to skip ahead. There's a whole process to doing that. But it's really interesting because we'll have some people saying like, I'm not even hungry. How am I supposed to eat even less when I'm not even hungry? And that's where people are starting to pick up on the fact it's totally normal. So if you've ever had kids, you'll notice they'll go days without eating anything. And then all of a sudden they'll eat you out of house and home, right? Like every day is a little bit different because they're just naturally in tune with when they're hungry and they're not hungry. So we got to get back to that. This is why I don't believe in really restrictive food plans. Like everybody's eating chicken on Tuesday or do you know what I mean? That's why I don't do that. First of all, it's not real life. This is why you have that flexibility and you just want to make sure you're getting the right components in your in your meals and snacks. 
Shelly, good morning. True confession. I've been struggling with grief, but trying my best. My heart is slowly getting healed and I'm trying this plan. I need to take care of myself. And I love your encouragement. You know, I'm behind, but it's not a race. It's a discipline. Oh, my God. You know, so um, we did a post on on Instagram the other day with little emojis about how you're feeling. And a lot of you were talking about how you're sick. So it is cold and flu season. So we have a sickness protocol. Sickness protocol is just like be in tune to your body's needs, right? It's not the time to be focusing on fat loss, although you can capitalize on sickness. Why not? Um, but it's really about just drinking extra fluids, getting lots of rest, you know, not forcing yourself to eat certain foods if you're not hungry for them, that type of thing, obviously. But this also, this also, um, is effective, the sickness protocol when it comes to any kind of emotional distress that you're under. You know, maybe you're feeling a little depressed. You're dealing with some mental health issues. You're not having, you know what I mean? You're struggling a bit there. Um, you're dealing with grief and you don't have an appetite. Like, I, I know we kind of, we coin it sickness protocol, but it's really for any time you don't have an appetite, right? And, and what, what's so great about this program is that this program really is just about trying to, trying to meet yourself where you're at and recognize what you need in the moment day to day. Really, truly. And sort of, it is really important to meet yourself where you're at. So this is what you're dealing with. This is what you're struggling with. Um, it's hard to show up for yourself and prioritize yourself when something so huge when you're dealing with grief has happened in your life because it just feels like, what is the point? Why am I doing this? And you just don't have that motivation. Um, but, you know, the reality is, is that you, you're the only one who can kind of like, you know, get you to where you need to go. And it's so hard to, to focus on yourself when you're dealing with all the feels, but it's also so important. So I love that you're here. Reach out. Um, I, I remember a time where my son was in the hospital and, um, he was really sick. He was in the sick kids for like a month. And I was just so broken and devastated. And I just didn't, I just wanted to drink wine and just lie in bed. But I had to like truck it down to Toronto. It's it's like an hour, hour and a bit away from me. Truck it down to the city. And this was during the pandemic and the hospital was on lockdown. Like you had a runny nose, you had red eyes, you had a little sniffle. They didn't let you in. Like they were not messing around. And so I had to go every day and be with my son. His dad at the time slept overnights and I went during the day. And I just didn't want to, I, the, a couple of times I contemplated bringing wine in a sippy cup. Like that's where I was at. I just was like, Oh my God. And, um, but I really had to, make sure I got sleep. I really, I had to make sure that I ate. I had to make sure that I didn't let myself get broken down because if I let myself physically go where I mentally, like I just wanted to validate my feelings. You know, you want to, I think there comes times where we want to validate our feelings and we think in order to validate them, we like mentally, we have to also validate them physically. Like how we physically feel has to reflect how we're mentally feeling. And it's actually not true. You know, like I, I was still upset and had all my feels and all those things, but still kind of like made sure that I was drinking the water and made sure like begrudgingly wasn't fun and I didn't enjoy it or embrace the process, but I had to do the things I needed to do. And so I think sometimes we do things to ourselves where we, 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 we hold back from ourselves and doing the things that we should be doing or know we want to do or have to do because we just want to feel our feels. Like, and that's what happens a lot. I know you're dealing with grief, but a lot of times people who've had quite a, quite the history with dieting, you're mad, you're frustrated, you're sad, you, you have all of these feels about your past history with dieting and you want to validate them. And so when things aren't going the way that we want, we just, we really fester in our feels. I call it kind of festering in your funk. But there's a way that you can validate your feels and then still show up for yourself, you know. But grief, grief is definitely really hard. It's not. And my point is, is I get, I hear you. I get you. Um, it's not an easy thing to do to continue to show up for yourself when you're carrying those feels every day. So I'm going to send you love. I'm going to send you lots of love. I love that you are here, and remember that we're here for you. You know, you're worth it. And you know, especially I don't know your situation, but you know, death is such an interesting thing. And I'm not sure that that's what you're grieving, but. It's such an interesting thing because it just shows us how short life is and how we should just do the things that we need to do and be happy and be healthy and live our best lives. But also, it's so hard at the same time, man. It seems like it should be a lot easier. Uh, uh, good morning. I went out yesterday for lunch with a friend, had a girl's night, had pizza, ate the fucking cake. Wait is up a bit, a bit today, but I'm getting right back at it. Didn't punish myself for eating the pizza or the cake. Massive non-scale victory. Can we just give you give yourself a massive like, that is huge. 
That is huge because that is goals for a lot of people. That in itself, like if you get to a place like fuck what's happening on the scale, man, if you can get to a place where you can have the cake and eat the thing and not berate yourself or have negative thoughts or get on yourself about it and just be like, all right, that was yummy. Hashtag worth it. Move it along back to making choices that make me feel good and get me to where I want to go. Amazing. Right. That in itself is really, really huge. This is why not being perfect is a benefit. Like this isn't all about being perfect and following rules. It's not what this is about, right? But I give you a list of things you can do that's going to help you on your journey. But sometimes there's a benefit in doing the things you're not supposed to do, right? Like not eat the pasta, not eat the this, not but do you know what I mean? Because you're learning from that. You're learning that either you have a real negative association to these things, you're eating something because you think it's fun and bringing you joy and yet you berate yourself afterwards, or you're going to have it and realize no big deal, right? Today's a whole other day. You can't, the, if your body can't really take the foods that you're eating and convert them into fat that quickly. It's actually quite difficult to gain real weight. Um, I used to, back in the day, people would hire me. In fact, they, people still reach out every now and then. And they're like, I know you do weight loss, but you know, do you help people gain weight? I'm like, oh, hell no. It is so difficult to help, to help people gain weight. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Is there such a thing as too much working out? Do you really have to take a day off? Does our body get stressed? Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, that happened to me. It happened to me. I was, it, I, it, it's all about fueling your body, right? So, so unless you're like, an, if you're an Olympic athlete, that's a whole totally different thing. You're training for four or six hours a day. You know, that's a whole different thing. Um, but I was in a sense, I used to teach aerobics classes and I would teach two, three, sometimes four a day. And this is, I wasn't like, it was hardcore aerobics, like hardcore. Like if you didn't leave my class without puking, it wasn't a good class. Like that's, it was like, I'm like an eighties aerobics, 90, 80, nineties aerobics girl. Um, and, um, so yeah, absolutely. Because you need you. So when you work out, when you, when you, when I do a bicep, it depends on what you're doing. Right. Like you can absolutely work out every day, but I would maybe do like if you're going to work your upper body one day, work your lower body the next day, maybe do some cardio the third day and maybe do yoga on the fourth day. Right. Like you if your muscles are sore, it's because what you're doing is you're loading them and you're causing damage like you're ripping and tearing your muscles. You're literally causing damage. And then your body has to take the resources, a.k.a. the nutrient rich foods that you're eating to repair and rebuild those muscles. And that takes time and your body repairs and rebuilds when you are sleeping, which is why if you are going to lift heavy weights, you want to and exercise hardcore, you want to make sure you're drinking enough water to to adjust to that. You want to make sure that you are not eating at night. So you're really allowing your body to get that d- deep and rips sleep that you need. So you could absolutely work out every day. It just depends on what you're doing each day. But if you keep pa- if you just do a full body workout every day, you what's going to happen? This happens to runners a lot, too. This happens to runners where. I'd work with a lot of runners where they would be running, 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 and they start to actually gain weight. And they're like, how am I gaining weight? I am like running. I'm doing cardio. It's supposed to be great for weight loss. Why am I gaining weight? Well, you're not fueling your body properly. You're not giving your body enough rest. So yeah, there is, it's called overtraining. Um, it just really depends on like your body also, like your body is meant to move, right? Like I'm talking excessive super hard weights, you know, training every day. The the issue isn't really in how hard we're working. It's in properly fueling your body, which th- with this program, and we also know like you shouldn't need pre-workout, post-workout drinks. Like you shouldn't need those because that's not how the body works. The body just is taking energy that's been stored from food. It's breaking down, right? So it's not, that's kind of like, it's a whole, it's a whole other thing. So that with weight, like, for example, if you are working a pretty hardcore, just the way we're eating throughout the day, it should be more than enough to some people will be like, oh, I'm uh, eating healthy now and I don't have as much energy for my workout. That's probably just because the workout and or they'll notice that your workouts are getting harder. Your workouts will get harder because your body's being more effective about working out. So when you're carrying excess fat, 
your body keeps you on reserve mode. It's like you have you have tons of energy in you. It's just your body's not letting you use it because it's like you can't have this energy. So that's why you're tired and you're walking around. And so what what happens as you start to give your body what it needs, it starts to give you more energy. And so when you're working out, you'll notice that you get more effective workouts. Like when you are following this program and working out, you will notice your body change. I worked in gyms for years. And this is one of the reasons I got out of personal training and started to focus on, you know, actually what people were eating. Because I saw the same people day in, day out. I work the morning shift. Same people. They come in. They work out hard. It's not for lack of working out. And they can't, they're not losing a pound. Their body's not changing. They're not losing any weight. And I'd be like, well, what are you? And they'd be like, I just want to lose weight. Do you have a fat burning program? I just want to lose weight. And I'd be like, you come in every day. You're consistent. You work out hard. Like it's not your workouts. Like what are you eating, right? So it's just making sure that you are getting what you need food-wise. This is why we also have bonus snacks, right? Like if you feel like you need more because you're extra active in your day or working out, you can always add those bonus snacks in, right? So yeah, there is such a thing as uh, oversharing. Shitty scale day today, up 1.4. I had a bad day of eating yesterday, pasta, salty, et cetera, trying to get back on track today. Yeah, okay, so feel this feels, right? This is where we want to make associations and connections. And so a lot of times, especially with this is what is so hard about losing weight because our connections with food, because we have all these, because of the way we use food, right? So did you go to a nice restaurant yesterday where it was your favorite Italian restaurant? And so you had to have your favorite pasta, right? Was it hashtag worth it? But again, that's where we want to get you to. If that was like, you've had, had reservations at this restaurant for three months, it's your favorite pasta place. You went, you had it. Hopefully you enjoyed it. What we, what big part of weight loss is and sustainable weight loss is getting to a place where you're like, that was just so worth it. You know, oh, went to my favorite restaurant, had pasta last night, weight is up today, but I'm, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm back at it. So, but the shitty scale day, it's not a shitty scale day. It's just the scale is just reflecting your day yesterday, right? Now, also, you're going to come to learn that it's weight loss is about momentum. So you'll start to notice that when you're really on it during the week, sometimes you'll have the things on the weekend and come Monday, your weight will still be down. So your weight could be up today because of salty food and pasta, or it could also be up today because your weight's about to drop. So you never know. By the time Monday rolls around, you might see a drop on that scale, right? So so this is why you never want to kind of blow off your whole day or whole weekend or whatever, like, fuck it, I already ruined my whole weekend, so let me just like have at her again today, you know? Um, so that this is all part of that. Is this is this is all part of that. Is it's like so, so what was your thought process? This is where you want to go. This is how you reconnect with things in your brain and make new associations, right? Why did you have that positive? Did you want to eat it? Yes, because I love it. It's my favorite. Okay, number two, did it bring you joy? Because sometimes that really trips people up. They're like, I really wanted the donut. I'm like, did you enjoy it? They're like, no, I actually just stressed over it the whole time. Okay. Well, A, we want you, we want you to realize that that donut or that pasta didn't bring you the joy you thought it would, right? Or get you to a place where you eat it and you're not, it's like no big deal. You're just moving along, right? It's when we hold, it's all, it's like, it's the anticipation a lot of times of these things, not actually eating the things, right? And it's all about also triggers too. You know, this, maybe this is where you had your first date and that was the first thing that you ordered. And do you know what I mean? This is just so complicated. It's so complicated. Eating dissatisfaction is a challenging concept. Yes, it is. My history contributes to my fears of being hungry later if I don't eat enough at dinner. Yeah. If you feel hungry in the evening, is that expected even if you've eaten dissatisfaction at dinner? Okay, you have to understand. So this is where you have to understand. Your body, because you have to take so many things into consideration. Phones that keep you awake and stimulated, TV, electricity. When you, when you hear people talk about set point theory and how our bodies are wired to store fat back, when you hear the science people talk about obesity, they will take you back to how our bodies are wired primitively. So it is a real thing that our bodies still function on a very primitive scale. So when it gets dark outside and also depending when you wake up, so it's a whole sleep cycle thing that we're going to get into. Like people take melatonin to try to help them sleep. This is something that's naturally produced in the body and released as your body sends a message that it's time to wind things down. It's based on, yes, when you wake up in the morning and also when it gets dark. So as soon as it gets dark, that's why you are taught when it's nighttime, try to keep the lights dim because when you turn the lights on, it kind of stimulates you. That's the problem with blue light and light from stuff at, at night. Um, and so it is a real thing that happens where your, bo your body isn't interested in eating at night. 
It's just not. So think about how often you're eating during the day. Like if you're skipping breakfast every day and then you're hungry at night. So the answer isn't what can I eat at night? It's why am I hungry at night? Because you really shouldn't be hungry at night. You shouldn't. Um, so, so because your body, what's more important to your body is sleeping and eating late at night disrupts our sleep patterns. And so you need sleep. Sleep is like life. Sleep is when your body repairs and rebuilds and regenerates. Your dinner should be the top up to your day. And so if you are repeatedly hungry at night, right? A, are you eating breakfast? Because a lot of people will skip breakfast. Did you eat all your meals and snacks? That's number two. Did you make your meals and snacks nutrient rich? That's number three. That's really important because you've got to feed into your satiety hormones and give your, and give your body the energy foods like carbohydrates that it needs, right? So if you're still eating a salad every day with a hunk of chicken on it, that could be your problem right there because food takes hours to process and digest and break down. So this is why I suggest if you haven't had an opportunity yet, make sure you review the food plan. It talks about the rhyme and the reason behind exactly what I'm suggesting you eat. Like those nuts and seeds, for example, around that three, four o'clock time, they're hard to digest. Our bodies are naturally wired to take a dip in energy. This is where most of us go looking for caffeine or sugar for a pick-me-up. So what you want to do is keep your digestive system working, stimulated, hence eating something that's harder to digest, and that protein and fat feed into your satiety hormones that make you feel more satisfied by the time dinner rolls around because those nuts and seeds take about 90 minutes, two hours to break down. So that is the rhyme and the reason. That's why there's no real other great substitute because it's about how hard they are to digest. It's about the nutrients you get from them and it's about how long they take to digest and the effect of that. So then you're walking into dinner feeling a lot more satisfied, right? So that's the point of that. Also, why our emphasis at, you know, at dinner is that protein as well, plus your carbohydrates. So you don't want to dismiss having carbohydrates and energy foods. You just don't need any of those heavier carbs. Right. So, so making sure that you're starting your day with breakfast, make sure you're hitting all your meals and snacks. If you are, um, more active in your day, utilize the bonus snacks. I know that feels really counterintuitive to, you know, wanting to lose weight, but it could be giving your body what it needs exactly the ticket to get that scale moving, uh, in the end. So, so this sort of eating to satisfy. So, so that's that. Okay. So that's that. So that addresses if you're hungry in the evening, is that expected even if you eat to satisfaction at dinner? Yes. So, so why are you hungry at dinner, right? So it could be any of those things. It could also be habit. So you are used to snacking at dinner. So that's why I would start. Check on those things, right? Why am I hungry after dinner? The next thing is what's your habit? Do you have a habit of eating after dinner? Like me, Thursday night, all I have to, all I have to do is see a Grey's Anatomy commercial and I'm having wine and sour cream and onion chips. Like, cause when I was young and raising my kids on my own, a Thursday nights were my time. I had one hour a week where it was like, don't talk to mommy. Mommy's drinking wine and she's eating sour cream onion chips. To this day, I see a Grey's Anatomy commercial, Grey's Anatomy ad, and immediately I want wine and chips. That's my association. So it's sort of the habit. Have you created the habit of having a snack after dinner? That's going to take time, right? To kind of not, it, that's why you don't want to keep feeding into that habit because it's a habit. I call it like a residual craving. So that's number two. Number three, if it's sugar specifically that you're craving, it could be that you need more water in your diet. Could be that you didn't get enough water in that day. And what your body's really craving is water as, as, and, and not actually sugar, right? Um, so that's that. If you also, if another reason, if you had like a dessert at dinner and you're craving sugar later, it could be because you had sugar at dinner. So your body wants more sugar. The, the, the other reason could be detox and your body about to, um, release fat. There are a few reasons why you are, you know, that signal detox. One is being kind of bloated and left kind of feeling off, even though you're doing all the things. Uh, the other one is being extra hungry in the evening, even though you've eaten all your nutrient-rich meals of satisfaction all day, waking up in the middle of the night, three or four o'clock to go to the bathroom, having your weight up. Those are kind of very typical signs. So this is why I know it's hard and I know that's a lot to think about when you're hungry at night, but this is where you want to like assess your day, you know, how was your day? What is my habit pattern here? Like what, why am I, did I drink enough water? Okay. No, I'm doing all the things. This could be detox, sending into detox. So there's that. Then there's eating to satisfaction, which you're right. So this is where we're going to start to address that next week, which is really super cool. Our, our mindfulness and getting in tune to our portions. So. People, a lot of times people don't consider the nutrients that they're, because they've been, you've been taught up, cal, because you've been taught calories are the only thing that matters when it comes to your food. People don't really grasp uh, the importance of understanding the nutrients that they're, that they're 
that they're getting from their food at the end of the day too. Like that, that makes a big difference. The other thing that they're not taking into account is how long certain foods take to break down. So when you, when you're hungry, first of all, your body knows it's going to take your body time to find food because if food isn't like, Back in the day, again, our bodies are very primitive. Food is super accessible for us. There was a time where it wasn't, right? It's going to take you time to prepare the food. It's going to take you time to eat the food. And it's going to take your body time to process and digest it before your body can actually access the nutrients from it. So think about, that's why you're eating to satisfaction in the moment, right? Your body feels like you've had enough. So after what happens, you eat your lunch your body now goes into the process of digesting your lunch. So in order for your body to feel satisfied from the new, from the food you just ate, your body has to process it, digest it, break it down and store it. Right. So think about that. So it takes time for that to kind of register. That's why next week, when we introduce the four questions, you're going to, before you eat, are you hungry? How's this portion for you? While you're eating, how are you starting to feel? How did you know you were done? And then 10, 15 minutes later, how do you feel, right? So so it's all about being satisfied in the moment and you're going to get really in tune with knowing when you've had enough. And so then let's let's say you're hungry afterwards. Sometimes you're hungry afterwards because you overate. And that's what's happened to a lot of you right now. You're still eating way more than you need. And so you're, you're it's, it's like when you have sugar, you want more sugar. And so it's the same thing with larger portions. So sometimes sometimes we we hear our tummy rumbling and that's actually your migrating motor complex kicking in. That doesn't, we've been taught that when your tummy rumbles, you're hungry. That's, that's not it. That's why your tummy, when you you can eat something and your tummy rumbles, you'll be like, I just ate, I swear. And I'm like, yeah, it's your migrating motor complex kicking in. So let's say you are hungry. Okay. This is a good visual. So you eat something, you fi- feel satisfied in the moment. And a half hour later, you start to feel hungry. So what is that based on? Is your tummy rumbling? That's just your migrate. That's just your digestive system a lot of times. But what do you think adding more food? is going to do to make you feel more satisfied, right? Because what's happening is the food that you ate is still working its way through your digestive system. It's going to take probably an hour, 90 minutes. Fruit is really quick. It takes like 20 minutes, half hour. That's why we specifically have it at that morning time snack to replenish your glycogen stores real quick. So I've eaten my food to what I feel I'm feeling satisfied, right? And then my body's going to work hard to start to process and digesting. Chances are an hour later, like if you're hungry a half hour later, an hour later, your body isn't even done breaking down the nutrients that you've eaten. And people don't take this in, like, people don't understand this. And so you're just saying, well, I'm hungry. My tummy's rumbling. Or maybe you got triggered. Maybe someone brought in do- donuts. You're like, ah, I'm hungry. I want donuts or whatever that is. And so what does, I, here's why I, I like the visual. What does eating, what does adding more food on top of the food train do? Right? Like your food that you've eaten now is working its way through your digestive system. It's not even, com- your body's not done digesting it yet. And then you add more food on top of that. What really is that doing for you? This is why we say if you are hungry in between meals and stuff, first of all, if you are hungry, make sure you are actually eating dissatisfaction because a lot of people are trying to eat less, right? So, and then is your is your food choice nutrient rich? Like if you eat a salad, which is to hunger chicken on it, how satisfying that's going to be and how long that's going to process through your body is going to be a lot different than eating something with, you know, salad, chicken, good fat, avocados, nuts, seeds, tons of vegetables. Do you know what I mean? That's going to give you more sustaining energy. So that's why we always talk about nutrient-rich meals because they give you more sustaining energy. So so what was the question? Eating dissatisfaction is challenging concept. That Everything I just explained is why it's such a challenging concept. Yeah. Also, it's like what we're used to. So also you have to take into consideration what we're used to eating. Like portions will always be what they feel like moving forward. Some days you need more, some days you eat less. That's why you can't count, weigh, or measure because you're not being in tune to that. Do you know what I mean? So it's so much, it's it's just, it's so much more than that, right? You have to take what you're eating, how nutrient rich it is, your own, like, like the fear of like, also that the fear of like my fears of being hungry later if I don't eat enough at dinner. So that's not a real fear. Like, right? You have to, I mean, it's a real fear, but that's n- that has nothing to do with what you're eating because you don't, you, I don't know, foods, I'm assuming most people here don't have valid food scarcity issues. Like food scarcity is a real deal for a lot of people. Food scarcity, sc- food scarcity, food scarcity may have been a real issue for your parents. Food scarcity maybe have been a real issue for your parents' parents. So that is something that's been passed down to you. Most people 
don't have valid food scarcity issues, meaning not that their feels aren't valid, meaning that their reality is that you can go and your reality is you have a house full of food. If you're lucky and blessed, like I'm assuming most of us are, you can go to your fridge right now or your cupboard. So food scarcity isn't a reality for you, right? So then what is it? What is it? It could be the, it could be at night you're dealing with feels and you don't like to deal with feels. Maybe you got a lot going on and you like to use food so you don't have to think about, do you know what I mean? Feels like, like, how are you utilizing food? It's not the food that you're afraid of not having, especially if you're eating so much throughout the day, nutrient rich foods. You actually have a house full of food. Where does your fear of that, of being hungry later if I don't eat enough at dinner? Like how, how would you eat on this program and legitimately be hungry later? Because you've been eating five, six, some of you bonus snacks eight times a day, eating to satisfaction. Like in a sense, you were like, you have to also understand. God, I love this conversation. You have to understand it's not normal to eat five, six times a day. It's just, it's not. Like if someone was to look at this program, be like, oh, she has you eating five, six times a day. That's normal. That's not necessary. No, it's not normal. It's not necessary. It's a means to an end. You're going to see how it's all going to come together as we move forward and why we're doing it. Right now, the focus is giving your body on more than enough, right? So you want to make sure that you're eating enough throughout the day, nutrient-rich food choices, then what you're happening at night and the feels that you're feeling with, um, like being afraid of hunger, right, is a whole other thing. So that's where you have to figure out what is that about. Now, you could be used to eating at night and it's a very uncomfortable feeling when you're not eating at night. But you're, the only way you're going to work through that is by not feeding into it, right? So you have to kind of maybe feel uncomfortable. So are you still eating at night, right? And are you actually hungry? Are you craving carbs and sugar? Or are you just thinking about food? Like what actually is it? And that's where you kind of have to assess that. So I know it's a challenging concept, <laughs> but it's exactly the concept we're going to get into it. So we are going to get into all of that. It, it, you know, this people talk about intuitive eating, which is a real thing, but um, it's 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 it takes a lot of work to be in tune to your body's needs and understand what your body's needs. Listen, the whole goal too is like eating at night is not causing you to gain weight. It's just like we want your body. Your body's making so much change with this process. We really need you to get that deep and REM sleep. So it's not that you can't eat at night. It's just like you're really missing out on that opportunity of what happens when you sleep, which is going to get that scale moving for you. After you're done losing weight, you can eat at night. You can snack at night. That's like, that's not why your body chances are is feeling the need to store fat, you know? Oh my God, it went way over time here. I am the worst. I am the worst. I can't seem to have even one glass of wine without gaining weight the next day. Is that water weight? Um. So... A couple of things. Um, it could be what you're eating while you're drinking that wine. It could be dehydration. It could be that you're, um, it's messing with your sleep. It's messing with your digestive system. Like alcohol really does a number on our digestive system. Also really does a number on our sleep. So that's probably, it's not real weight gain. You know that. It could also just be coincidence. I don't also know what's happening on your scale. This is why it's such a great idea to keep a journal. To kind of understand how certain foods or drinks like wine affect us. Some people are more sensitive to alcohol than others. Um, it's not real weight gain at the end of the day. Um, did you say it's up or it's down? Gaining weight. No, water is that water weight. Water weight is usually the term that they use to describe when you first go on a diet and you know, and you're not drinking water, right? Like that's sort of like what happens when you so when people eat carbohydrates, your when you're drinking water, your weight is up a little bit. Like when you when you reach your goal on this program, like right now you're trying to see your lowest low. When you reach your goal weight, you're going to stay about five pounds above that. It's not that you've gained five pounds back. It's just when you go back to eating normal foods, I don't want to say normal foods, but when you go back to eating like breads or pastas and you're not so diligent about maximizing your efforts and trying to like do everything and see your lowest low, because that's not what we want you to do. Um, you, it, your body takes more water to process carbohydrates through your diet. And so that will that will have your your weight up um, a little bit, right? So that's sort of, and then so when you obviously clean up your diet, for lack of a better word, it's a word I hate using, clean diets. There's no clean and dirty foods or anything like that. Um, but what happens when you take those out of your diet, people will notice their weight dropping because, you know, that's sort of, the, your body's not retaining as much water to process those foods. Also, dehydration can factor in, right? So people are losing water weight. But with this program, obviously that doesn't happen with us because you're eating so often and drinking so much water. So that's usually where that term comes from. 
Um, it does get easier. My second program, it's now it's a habit. I don't even think about it. It does get easier. It does get easier. I'm really trying to focus on my mindfulness. Yesterday, I actually noticed I stopped tasting my plum at fruit snacks. So cool. Yeah. So your body helps you when it comes to your portions and letting you know you've had enough. Like when you've had enough, you've had enough. That's what, so when it comes to eating dissatisfaction and knowing you've had enough, like you can't eat more food and have it last you longer. That's not how it works. So your body really only takes what it needs at the time, right? And then figures out what to do with the rest. And so that's like satisfaction isn't like jamming more in there, right? That's that's not what you want to do. You want eat to you want to eat really enough in the moment. But your body will tell you. You're going to come to pick up on your body's cues, but you'll notice your you know when you take the first bite of something and it's really delicious, like you eat that chocolate and it's like, mm, this is so good." You eat another piece and another piece your taste buds will actually shut down when you've had enough. Like that's talk about it being intuitive. Talk about a, such a simple thing that we don't even really realize happens, but it's your body trying to tell you, yo, we've had enough. <laughs> we've had enough, which is really super cool. You may also noticing, um, you may also noticing your taste buds actually get enhanced. You're, you're noticing your taste buds are getting enhanced too, which is really cool. Um, uh... The other day I was at the car dealership for service, decided to go outside for a walk. Well, we know how windows always make us look fat and distorted. I noticed a few men checking me out. So I turned away and caught a glimpse of my reflection in the window. Wow. I noticed how slender I was becoming. My belly bloat was gone. My legs looked so slim. This is the first time I ever felt good about what I was seeing. The scale may not be showing what I wanted to show, but oh my God, non-scale victories have been incredible. Yeah, because your body's making real change. Like it's repairing, rebuilding, regenerating, rejuvenating because you're giving it the resources that it needs to make change. You feel good. You feel good about what you're doing. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's all a package deal. It's not, it's like you, you have to feel good about prioritizing yourself, mindful of your body needs, feeding your body nutrient-rich foods. Like it's just, it's a feel-good feeling. I love that. I love it. It's so much more than weight loss. It's so much more than weight loss. Um, had a tricky day yesterday. I tried my best, started the day, but it was a long train ride in a long line up to the baseball game without easy access to the bathroom. Oh, I know. Anyways, I did my best and the scale is down this morning uh, from days of point. That's it. So maybe you had the hot dog and maybe you had the this and the that, but it's all of your hard. I'm glad I read this because all of your hard work is adding up to make a difference. You don't ruin anything by having the hot dog or the Coke or not getting your water in. You're not ruining anything. That's the thing about any choices that you make that are quote unquote not on plan. Because again, I don't like on plan, off plan. They're not ruining anything. You haven't ruined anything. It's not like keto where you starve and deprive yourself. And the minute you eat something, you've ruined it and you have to start again. It's not like fasting where you're getting your body into a certain state. You've gone and eaten something. You've ruined something. It's not like a deprivation diet where you've starved and deprived yourself and now you've eaten again, so you've ruined everything. That's not how it is with this program, which is what I love, one of the things I love. Is it less water in the colder months? Um, so how much water, like it's, it's interesting. You may need more water in the colder months than in the summer. In the summer, we're sweating and we're hot. And so you, you can need more that way. But also in the wintertime, like, it, I don't know about you, but we've turned on the heat in my house and we have all of our fireplaces on and my lips are so dehydrated. I'm so dehydrated. My mouth is so dry. I'm like waiting to drink my coffee right now because my mouth is so dry. Um, so it really depends. It depends on seasons, how active you are, like how much water you need really depends on so many things. So the 80, percent food and 20% exercise numbers everyone always talks about. Is this something you agree with? No. No, the 80-20 rule. First of all, I don't have rules. That's really important. Um, There aren't rules to this program. There are guidelines. There are so many things that I have learned that will help you lose weight or just helping thousands of people. Like, it's been my job. I'm not like just, it's been my job for 30 years. 34 actually says my int- my. LinkedIn account. Oh my God. 34 fucking years I've been doing. Look, it's stressing me out. <laughs> years. There's no rules. You know, there's, 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 it's your body is meant to be active. Like back in the day, we would chase our food down. Like, you know, a, a deer, you know, you, you, you chase it, you chase it, you chase it. It's going to drop dead. It's going to pant, drop dead. Um, we are used to walking miles and miles and miles and miles. We are, if you, if you watch that blue zone, it's an interesting blue zone documentary. People aren't going to gyms. I, I don't even believe in the gym. Uh, what I believe in, because there's so much information on the detrimental effects of being sedentary, I don't believe in the gym and, and even exercise. Listen, don't come at me. Exercise is great. I have a gym. I, I exercise every day. 
it's not that I don't believe in it. I just, it's not, it's not the best way. What would be normal is walking, you walking to work every day, even though it's an hour away. Do you know what I mean? Coming home, being in your garden, you know, like that's just moving your body in natural, normal ways rather than take all day long, rather than taking a concentrated period of time and busting your ass at the gym. So I'm not saying gyms aren't healthy. Gyms are great. Working out is great. It's a benefit for you. I'm not dismissing that. But in reality, it's best that we are just more active throughout the day. That is the ideal situation. But if you watch that documentary on Blue Zones, which is something I've been looking into for years, that's one of the things these people have in common. They're just active all day long. They're not going to gyms. They're just active all day long. Um, in Europe, like you walk through Europe, are you seeing supplement stores? Are you seeing gyms on every corner? Try to find a gym in Europe. You know what I mean? Like, where, where are they? I know there's some in the, you know, the sort of communities and suburbs and whatnot, but um, it's just, it's different. The 80% food, 20% exercise. I, I think exercise, so exercise is a really shitty weight loss tool. It's exercise is not how you lose weight. It's not. I just talked about that, right? People who bust their ass in the gym all day and they're not losing any weight. It's not making any difference. Now, so many health benefits, relieving stress, bone density, so many health benefits in exercise. But when it comes to weight loss, it's not exercise. Moving your body, super key because it's just how our bodies are designed. Exercise, though, not it. That's not it. So I don't really believe in, I don't believe in numbers when it comes to, it's not, you can't count way, enumerate your way into weight loss or a healthy lifestyle. It's just be in tune with what your body needs. You know what I mean? Be as active as possible. Give your body what it needs. Like we, I've put together a systematic formula to help you specifically lose weight because you've been taught so much nonsense and it, you need to put a concentrated, it's just more productive when you put a concentrated effort in it and you just build on where you're at and what you're learning. So I really packaged together kind of how to lose weight in a healthy way 101 at the end of the day, you know? But then after you are done, it's just a matter of wake up, look good, feel good, be in tune to your body's needs and that changes day to day to day. So I, I'm not a big fan of the 80, 20, uh, anything. It's a great question, though. It's a great question. It's a great question. I gotta go, man. I'm still here. Um, I don't care, though. It's Saturday. I can break my own, I can break my own rules. <laughs> I can break my own rules. Uh, you guys floss and you floss and I love that you're just saying you floss and brush your teeth after dinner. I, I actually, there's so much, you know, we, the, one of the things we don't talk a lot about, and now I'm really procrastinating is, is oral health. Oral health is really important to your health. It's like really underrated, man. Really underrated. Uh, anyone eat kimchi? I've had it at restaurants where you can buy it. Yeah, kimchi is great. You can get it from your health food store. It's really great for digestion. I hear you about the habits, but when it's around so many things for me, associated to bored, sad, happy stress, do you need to find other ways to match emotions? Yeah. So yeah, reconnect. You know that, that you have to find ways to reconnect. That's why I love our week of mindfulness. It's going to be really cool. So what we're going to do is really just Food plan-wise, more of the fucking same. More of the same. And it's a lot easier said than done to just do what you need to do. I just want you to like fall into a routine almost to the point that you are bored, right? Because you're quieting everything down and just doing a routine. That's it. And then it really allows you to bring awareness to how you do use food for other things. When you're stressed, when you're bored, using it for excitement, using it for all those things. So we have to work through that in order to then reconnect in other ways. So it's not like you're never going to use food when you're sad or you're stressed or you're those things, but it's about understanding when you do. Are there other things that you can do? You know, like, listen, once you're done losing your weight, you want to indulge in a bowl of ice cream or eat a whole bag of chips because you've had a shitty day. You can do that because you know what you're not going to do the next day? When you have that bag of chips or the whole bowl of ice cream, you're not going to get up the next day and berate yourself and not eat all day long. And that reinforces the fact that you needed to overeat that. Like you're not going to do that, right? So you're just going to have the chips, have the bowl of ice cream, you know, drink a bottle of wine. That's my thing. I drink a bottle of wine and then you're just going to get up the next day and you're going to a whole new day and you're going to move it along. You're not going to be like, oh my God, I'm so fat. Why did I do that? I'm never going to lose the weight. I'm horrible. I'm blah, 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 blah. No, you're not going to do any of that. Do you know what I mean? So it's really recognizing how we utilize these foods and kind of making new associations to them. Maybe Maybe you'll realize that the food doesn't actually make you feel better because it just gives you a bellyache. So having some nice tea, <laughs> mint chocolate chip, um, some nice tea. I'm never going to let that go. Um, maybe it's having some nice tea. Maybe it's going for a walk. Maybe it's reading a book. Maybe it's having a bath. Definitely like how you manage your stress 
that's a whole other conversation, right? So that's really what that's about. How you manage your stress is is going to address how you utilize food sometimes, you know, which is is, is why that's a whole conversation too. It's it's definitely complicated. Um, it's definitely complicated. So it's about reconnecting with those things. You have to be aware. First of all, you got to be aware of what you're doing in the first place. Then it's about reconnecting with them. So you do get to a place where you are sitting in a room full of your favorite foods and you're just like, eh, I'm going to have it. Mm, I'm enjoying it. This is delicious. Hashtag worth it. Never think about it again. Or they look delicious. I'm not. Yeah, that's okay. Maybe I'll take one for later. I'm good. Or no, thanks. Wow. Look delicious. Wish I was hungry. Wish I wanted it, but I don't. That's it. That's where we want you to get to. That's where we want you to get to. I got to go, you guys. I'm way over time. <laughs> I'm sorry, not sorry. It's a Saturday. I got nothing else to do. We're going to friends for a, um, a housewarming later on. I, I, all I got to do today is my fucking laundry, raking up some leaves and some yard work and picking up dog poop. So here I am procrastinating. I hope you all have an amazing day. Uh, read over those guidelines for a week through. It's, it's a super cool week. It may not seem like much food plan wise, but what we're doing, where we're going mentally with our mindfulness is just so cool. Have an amazing weekend. Bye. Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? UVX 10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y dot And discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.